Hey everybody, it's Friday, which means it's time for the iPhone Photo Show. I'm Jefferson Graham. I'm here with my favorite co-host, Scott Bourne. And uh, today we're going to talk about sports photography on the iPhone, something that I always say can't be done. It's not the thing that comes to mind for me either, but I can see that if somebody's in good light, uh, there's no reason why, if they're close enough, that the iPhone couldn't do the job. Uh, we're going to let Rob Foldy tell everybody all about it. He is a great photographer based in Nashville. He's a professional sports photographer. And he has just done a class for our friends at Kelby One about iPhone photography with for sports. So um, – I, before, but before we do that, I want to quickly do a, a quick little news thing. First of all, we should mention this show is brought to you by our good friends at Platypod. And uh, to remind everybody to please contribute their photos and join the club over at the iPhone photo team. We've got a great little community going on, and we've got contests and webinars and all sorts of good stuff. Right, Scott? We do, and it's absolutely free. I want to mention that the next prize we're giving away is a series Four things, four things from Peak Design that are good for photographers. And I will have a picture of these four things in the show note. I have to be honest with you. I don't exactly know what they all do, but they're part of the Peak Design ecosystem. And the people that use the Peak Design ecosystem sure seem to love them. And I have this in my prize closet. People send me stuff all the time. I don't know what to do with, so I'm giving this away. And you can enter for free. Just put your pictures up there in the circles, and we'll pick one and send you the prize, unless you live outside the U.S., and then we'll give you a credit for our paywall once we get that going. All right. Before we uh, talk to, to Rob, quick little news bite. Instagram, so many of us have been posting our photos there and getting a little frustrated that it's just gone all video, pretty much all video. And the Kardashians, of all people, just wrote an open letter to Instagram saying, I want Instagram to be Instagram again. Well, I do too. How about Scott? What's his point of view? I don't uh, give two chicken fried you-know-whats about Instagram, to be honest. <laughs> I never really liked it, Jeff. Um, I don't use it. I've deleted it from every single device I own. I've deleted my accounts or at least tried to. I mean, you have to be careful because somehow they seem to get you back on whether you meant to or not. I've moved uh, to Flickr. I think Flickr is a much better uh, platform. There's no ads. There's no videos that you don't want to see anyway. Uh, the, the quality of the photos is stunningly better because no compression. And yeah, it costs money. Blue hoo, boo hoo. I'd rather pay that than have to deal with. I, I literally spent one day when I made this decision looking at four videos I didn't care about eight ads I didn't care about and then two photographs from one of my friends so I don't care what happens to Instagram I really don't I'm on Flickr I encourage people to be on Flickr if you don't like Flickr that's your choice but I think Instagram is also just not a healthy place it promotes all kinds of negative stuff it's controlled by trolls uh, I could go on and on and on I'm not an Instagram fan all right. Well, I'm with Scott on this, except that as a photographer, people just assume 
that you've got a hot Instagram and they start looking you up on Instagram and just tagging you on Instagram. So it's a place that you have to be, uh, but Flickr is a way better deal. That said, everyone really wants to hear all about sports today and how they're actually going to get decent sports photos on their iPhone. So let's just uh, cut right over to Rob Foldy in our conversation. Okay, Rob Foldy has just done a class on how to use your iPhone for sports photography. And it's actually funny because people always say to me, can you do everything that you want to do on an iPhone that you could do with your other camera? I say, yeah, everything but sports. So he is here to prove me wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's... Um... Yeah. yeah. Hi, Rob. Hello. Thank you so much for uh, for having me, man. I'm I'm excited to sit down and chat and uh, discuss anything and everything. Obviously, sports um, photography on the iPhone is is why the invitation, I believe, was extended. But let's just uh, let's get started here, man. For sure. Okay, well, well, let's start with, um, I think the obstacle always is low light is a barrier. Uh, your zoom lens will not get you very close. And, uh, you know, that great emotional shot of somebody throwing a ball, catching a ball, doing all the things that, that sports photographers love to do. It's kind of hard to do with an iPhone, but you've come up with a full hour-long class on great things you could do with the iPhone uh, for, in sports. So tell everybody about what, what some of these tips and tricks that you've got are. Yeah, man, for sure. So uh, I think any, you know, at the end of the day, the camera is a tool. And so whether you're using an iPhone, whether you're using a, a mirrorless camera, a DSLR, um, you know, everything that you're using to create uh, is just going to be the, the, that medium, that tool um, between you, the photographer and whatever it is you're trying to capture. And every tool is going to have advantages and every tool is going to have limitations. Um, and so whether or not you're using a 600 with a, you know, Nikon, whatever top of the line mirrorless, or you are, you know, using an iPhone that's in your pocket, there's going to be pros to each one of those. And there's going to be limitations to each one of those. And so I think the, the the biggest advantage of the iPhone is that it's in your pocket all the time. And most people have one. And so that, you know, changes that entry level um, or the, you know, cost of entry, I guess, at some point, or the barrier of entry to everybody has it in their phone or in their pocket already. So let's figure out, does it have limitations? Of course it does. And I think you just mentioned um, some, some very large ones, but it also has a ton of advantages as well that, that maybe your, your other more traditional sports photography gear um, is going to, you know, get stuck. Whereas the iPhone, you know, gives you a variety of more options. So um, yeah, I mean, to address the biggest ones out, out of the gate, I think low light is, is a real thing. Um, but if we're being honest, that, that, that's a, that's a struggle for any camera that you're going to put, um, out there. And, um, yeah, the, the, the lens options, although I think with each iPhone, there's, you know, more and more options. I think the 13, which is what we shot this class with back in, in April had what they call a three X lens. Um, and then obviously your standard one X that's been a part of the iPhone for a long time. And then the new 0.5, which is, you know, your, your ultra wide um, I think you just have to know, you know, the same thing if I was standing on a sideline with a 35 millimeter lens or a 7200, I know, okay, here's where I have to be. Um, is there stuff you can get with the long glass? Of course. But I think when I even looked back and was thinking about this class and went back through my portfolio and went back through, you know, shots I had taken a lot of the most impactful photos. And I learned this from Tim Casey when I first started becoming a photographer that, you know, he's like, you can go to a track meet with a 50 millimeter lens and make pictures all day long. And, you know, when you think about those corresponding DSLR focal length options that are on the iPhone, you do have three great focal lengths to choose from. So it's just, you know, learning how to use the, the tool that's in your, your pocket. So 
Um, yeah, I think it can be done. And I think there's a lot of really cool uh, advantages that the iPhone brings to the table that um, your traditional DSLRs, your traditional mirrorless cameras are going to miss the mark on. So it's, it's really versatile. Okay. So the advantages are, it's in your pocket. And what are some of the other advantages? So I think you have, um, you know, one of the things we talk about in the class is what are you going to use these for? You know, are you trying to go out and compete with a wire service? Well, it's probably not the right tool for that, but that's not what the majority of people are looking to do. I think the majority of people are just trying to get cool pictures of whatever it is they're doing. And so if they're at a, you know, their kid's soccer match, or if they're at, um, you know, maybe a sporting event that, that they're just attending as a fan that they really like, and they just want to find a way to kind of capture that in the, in the best way possible. Again, your iPhone's already in your pocket. Let's teach you some of the, the different things that, that the phone op, you know, offers. And so we go over not only your traditional, okay, here's a frozen moment in time photo, but um, the iPhone does things like live photos, which, um, you know, are a unique kind of uh, medium that other cameras might not offer. And so if it is going to be one of those moments that, you know, okay, this is where the iPhone is going to struggle because it's a really fast moving, um, you know, either moment in, in the game, like a, let's say a pitcher throwing a ball or, um, maybe a guy swinging a bat. If we're talking baseball, if we're talking football. It might be, you know, uh, right when uh, the quarterback says hike and the line starts moving, or right when the quarterback drops back to throw. If we're talking soccer, it's obviously that moment when the you know somebody's passing or, or shooting. If you if you know, okay, this isn't going. I'm not going to capture this peak moment, but I can capture this moment for let's say three seconds. So instead of one one thousandth of a second or one sixteen hundredth of a second that we might shoot on, again your more traditional mediums. No, okay, that little sliver of time, maybe that's not what the iPhone's best at. But what it offers that other things don't is that live photo option. And the fact that you can get to those things so quickly, I think gives you really cool ways to make a variety of content. There's slow-mo video, there's traditional video, there's vertical, there's horizontal. If you want to get into external apps, um, there's things like Boomerang. So I think there's some really cool content that can be made with the iPhone, even if it's not a traditional still photo. Okay, so your class is on Kelby One, which is a subscription service. I believe you can buy the class outright as well. Give people a preview of some of the topics that you cover in your hour-long class. Well, we've we've talked about a few of them already, um, for sure. Um, but I think it's really just about, um, I think the, the thing for me that, that changed the way I kind of approached photography in general was just the concept of making pictures instead of being reactive and taking pictures. And so, um, you know, in everything that I, that I do, I try to explain that, that just like I, I mentioned a few minutes ago, whatever you're holding is just a tool and the iPhone's a great tool and a DSLR is a great tool and a, and a mirrorless camera is a great tool. But for me, what, what changed was learning. I'm the one making the picture, not the tool. And so if we, we talk about a lot of those concepts in there as well about, um, what to look for, you know, what, what kind of separates the good photos from, from great photos. And I already have an existing sports class on Kelby one um, called making your peewees look like pros. And we covered a lot of really great stuff in that. And I, and I like if people are going to either, like you said, either they're Kelby one members and they already subscribe and they're going to choose to view it. Or if somebody's going to buy the class outright, um, I want to provide unique new stuff to, you know, give everybody the most bang for their buck. And so, um, we went over some of that. I, I left out the stuff that was covered in the other classes to not repeat it. 
and then kind of talked about what makes the phone unique. And there's also a macro feature, um, which is which is really awesome. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet, and that's on the new iPhones as well. So um, that's another tool. Like you know, I always carry around a macro lens in my you know traditional camera bag, and sometimes it's like I had the best intentions when I'm leaving the house that I'm gonna I'm gonna you know another great uh, photographer I worked with. Um, a little tip that he shared. He's like, every day I try to use every lens in my bag. And like, as a kind of a, a mental exercise to like, it forces you to make pictures with all of those lenses. And so I think again, learning, okay, the iPhone has the, the 0.5 X, it has the one X, it has the three X or the two X or whatever phone you have. It has another third lens, most likely. Um, the new ones have the macro function. So in theory, that's like a fourth lens, right? If you think about the live photo, maybe being a fifth lens or, you know, um, we talk about things like burst mode and some of the advantages of that. And we really do unpack like, all right. So I want to rewind a second, if that's okay with you. Go ahead. Cause I love the, I love the questions that you're asking. And I, 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 I love what I think you're trying to get out of what the ops, the barriers for this class. And I've been a sports photographer for a very long time and always used you know, I was actually, I was a DSLR guy for, for years and years and years, and obviously just now getting into mirrorless world. But, um, when I was first, we first discussed this class, I discussed it with Christina, uh, the producer at Kelby one, who's amazing. Um, and Eric Kuna, who's a VP, who's also amazing there. And we had the conversation. One of the things that I want to make sure I'm always doing, um, is being genuine. And I don't like either talking about a product or, or, or trying to preach something that I don't believe in. And I was not a big iPhoneographer when I was originally approached for this class. Um, and we discussed it. And so um, I'm like, well, let me see what this thing can do. And for longer than I care to admit, I sat on this idea and I just, I, I just started using my phone more and more and more and more and more. And um, there's actually a clip that we showed in the class um, that I took at a, Atlanta Braves game that I was at as a fan and I kind of knew this class was was coming up and I was like trying to push the phone to its limits and approach some of those the the shortcomings that I had seen which you would you called out everything that that I that was glaring to me first off right and so and this was a night game it was dark it was a humongous stadium I was far away I was literally like I don't know if, I'm a big baseball guy if you haven't noticed already but um you look at a baseball field, like home plates back here and, you know, Braves, uh, Truist Park or whatever they call it now is, is humongous. And we were like in the outfield, like 300 level, like worst possible sports photography, you know, with an iPhone kind of location. And I made a banger of a, of a live photo that, that ended up, there's a little drop down you can make it a loop. And, um, it was great. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is what this can do. Like, this is how you have to use this tool to make really cool content. Um, and I'm like, all right, I need to keep pushing this. And so I did, and I just tried it and I tried it. I, I fleshed it out knowing everything that I know about sports photography, but how do I, how do I make good stuff? I'm going to keep this PG here. How do I make cool stuff with the iPhone? And I think we figured it out. And I, I showed everything that, that, that I figured out in this class. Take a minute and tell everybody about yourself. Uh, you're based, I believe, in Nashville? I'm in Nashville, yep. Okay. And so um, I uh, attend the University of Florida and uh, was playing music. I'm still in the in the music industry and was looking for, um, I had some friends that were photographers and I, I was interested in it. I was fascinated with the idea of it. 
you know, every once in a while I'd pick up one of their cameras and I'm like, Ooh, this is fun. Like, this is a, a new level of creation that I had never, um, I was late when I got into the game. I was like 25, 26. Um, and, uh, so I, you know, got a little camera, started messing around, you know, got a nifty 50, you know, and it was just like, hey, I'm, I'm going to see what this is about. And, um, the first thing that I came across was like, what am I going to take pictures of? Like, I was like, tried all these things and like landscapes and, and people and, um, you know, a great piece of advice. I don't know where I got this from most likely a Joe McNally or a Scott Kelby or something like that, but somebody's like, shoot what you love. And I'm like, that's sounds like it's good advice. And so at the time, again, I, I've admitted this a few times, but I like baseball. And so I got a credential to, um, photograph at the university of Florida cause it was in my backyard and, um, met an, an amazing guy, uh, at my first baseball game named Tim Casey, who took me under his wing and ended up getting me an internship. Uh, they were an ESPN affiliate and, uh, just kind of jumped in, uh, kind of headfirst into the world of sports photography and, um, had a lot of fun and, uh, still have a lot of fun doing it. Um, now I, I've like, I've gotten to a great point where I've like, leveled off and the, and the hustle has changed a little bit, but for about 10 years, it was like hustle, 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 hustle. And I was like climbing the editorial sports ladder, which was so much fun. And I got to work with um, some amazing clients like USA Today and Getty Images and uh, shot for ESPN, made some really, really good friends working uh, with ESPN, got to do some cool stuff with Sports Illustrated. Um, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate and very, very grateful that I, that I work with some really, really awesome people we get to tell some really, really cool stories. Um, I've been with, uh, I got to work, uh, dream job was, was spending a couple years as the Miami Marlins, uh, team photographer, the Florida Marlins are the team I grew up with, um, watched them win a couple of world series. Um, and, uh, as somebody who loves baseball to get to be the team photographer for my, you know, my homegrown team was amazing. It was a dream come true. Um, but, um, you know, I, as we mentioned, I live in Nashville now, so that, that's, that season came to an end and, uh, Joseph Guzzi took over down there. It's doing an awesome job. Um, and I still watch everything that those guys do and that's still my team. So it's, it's awesome to see that, um, worked for a couple of NFL teams, same thing, got to work for my hometown team, um, the Miami dolphins, which was a great time, worked with John Willie and surf Nut, uh, Mendez and, um, so many really, really, uh, great. And, and that's just, we, we had a, a crew, probably 10, 12 guys deep. And, and I, I would name every single one of those guys, but I'm not trying to make this last any longer than it needs to. Everybody that we worked with at the Dolphins was, was great. And we, we shot um, some really, really cool stuff. And really, it, it, to brag on those guys, not on myself, just an honor to be a part of the team, changed the game and what, what people were doing, especially in the NFL space with sports photography and really took it to a whole new creative advertising um, just art level. Like there was just this respect for the process that a lot of times you don't see in sports teams. Um, and that was so much fun and, you know, getting to those guys, like the answer was always yes. Like, can I try this? Yes. Can I try this? Yes. Like a lot, so many times you hear no, 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 no from all these people. And so to get to hear yes from those guys was, was awesome. Which for uh, the Atlanta Falcons, now I'm with the Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah, I just I just like doing cool stuff with cool people, and uh, I'm really really fortunate to have a great career. Um, made a lot of photos that I'm really proud of, and made a lot of friends along the way. So, yeah, that's okay. uh, that's me. So the Tennessee Titans, are you shooting mirrorless with them? Uh, so 
A DSLR? Look, what are you using? I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a vulnerable guy. I'll tell you exactly what I'm using, and this may make a couple of people mad, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I still, uh, I love my Nikon stuff, but I'm still rocking D5s and the D850. Um, the D6s are, are great cameras. I have, hand to God, never uh, used uh, a mirrorless camera. I mean, I've held friends that have, oh, this is the new, this is the new, held it, taken 10 frames with it, but um, I've never had one of my own. I'm sure they're great, but that being said, I love what I, what I use now. And the older that I've gotten, um, the more I've like taken the business side seriously, um, and taken the, like, this is a small business. Like I need to watch my money in and my money out. And I I've gotten to a great spot where I, um, a lot of people in sports photography and I experienced this, like, uh, like a lot of my friends have, it, it, when, when you do something that you love, um, that's such a fine line and, and, and burnout and like, like some emotional things can be a thing. And I think having to, it's an expensive thing to sustain. Right. And so if every three years I'm getting the new, and I, at some point I had eight cameras because I was like doing basketball games and like had to have remotes in multiple right. places and had to have backups. And if you're shooting with long primes and like I drag three or four, get, you know, photos to a football game that I need backups and then you need studio cameras. It's like, oh. and so to keep those always refreshed and always top of technology, like realistically, that's like 60 grand, 70 grand every three years. So if you budget that out, that's still, 20 grand that you are responsible for making every year. That's just going to go to getting the newest, latest, greatest gear. And um, I'm just like, but these, you know, who knows the difference? I know the difference. And so I just kind of like, but does, if you're shooting a day college baseball game, like at the end of the day, people want good pictures. Like the only people nerding out over gear, are like other photographers. And if a client's like, it has to be, Okay, but I've never had a client say it has to, okay, it has to be 50 megapixels D850. You know, like what it, no client saying it has to be mirrorless. I will say some of the mirrorless stuff, um, the focus is great and and it doesn't miss as much as the DSLRs do. And that's something that I'm like intrigued with, but it's like, okay, but is somebody gonna get gonna give me an extra fifteen hundred dollars a game so that I can keep up on technology? No, okay. Well, then I'm doing the best I can. So this is what I have. That's I still fun. have every lens. I still have freaking, you know, from a fisheye to a to a 600. Um, and that's the other thing too. Like switching to mirrorless, I got to switch all my glass. And we're looking at a $200,000, $300,000 switch. And yeah. well, I, mean, I made the switch a few years ago. It was painful, but I got through it. Yeah. But it yeah. didn't cost me that kind of money. So, uh, you know. I've looked at it like that's what I'm looking at. And that's... Uh, that's a big chunk of change in the you know, end. Yeah. For me, it's 16. back to the, yeah. Back to the, 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 the camera as a tool. I mean, nobody's complaining about the stuff I'm giving them. So until that happens, okay. why change the tool? You know, if I can still get the job done with the tools that I have let, and, it, let, and I do a great job and let me you bring, know. let me bring you back to the iPhone. What's your app of choice? All right. Are you sitting down? I am none. Huh? I use the Apple camera and I use the photos app. Now I've tried all of them. I've tried, uh, I was a big fan and like, I was the only one I think in the entire world. Uh, in fact, I had a good, I have a good friend named, named Winston that, that worked for Adobe. And, uh, I told him 
this and I, he was like like high up at adobe like over all the imaging like over lightroom over mobile over everything and i'm like yeah i'm like i really like um photoshop for iphone and his like head exploded he's like you're probably the only person that uses that app but what i like about it is shooting the amount of photos that i shoot in sports or anybody who shoots in sports, like you go through so many images and so workflow and organization and all that stuff is like bringing stuff and having duplicates and moving it around and building collections and all that like gets multiplied when you, when you do thousands and thousands and thousands of photos, tens now, of thousands are we of photos talk, a day. Are we talking Lightroom I'm, or are we talking about Photoshop? Well, I'm trying to actually bring this back to okay. the, um, to the phone. What I like about keeping everything in the, camera app in the photos app, like keeping it native to Apple is that it workflow wise, it keeps everything in one place. I'm not having to move a photo into Lightroom. I'm not having to move a photo into um, Photoshop or to Snapseed or to Vosco or to whatever you want to use. It keeps everything in one place. And for me, you know, at least my editing style and knowing the tools that I want, um, it took a, just like any other tool, like it took if you're used to the sliders and whites and blacks and highlights and shadows and using what all those things do in Lightroom and, you know, learning the tools that you have available in your photos, like it's a different set of tools. But at the end of the day, if you know what you want the image to look like, you can still get to that final point um, using the built-in editing. And for me, it keeps the, uh, sorry, it, it's, it's fly season here in Nashville. So if you see me swatting. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay. So, so, so the Apple photos app for editing is, is your app of choice basically for most people. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, it's right there. Open it up. I I'm, I'm big on it. When I, when I can't do what I want to do, I'll go to Lightroom, Lightroom, Lightroom mobile, which I yep, really like. Which powerful platform for me, it's just more about moving the photos around. Like I just, I rather right, keep it right, right, right in the one place and not have to worry about collections or this or that. You know, uh, there's now if I'm actually like, this is a next level photo that's going somewhere besides social or going to be used like for a big thing, then, okay, maybe I'm old school. Everybody might not do this this way, but I'm very confident with my like traditional workflow. So at some point, if the photo needs to go there, I'll airdrop it off my phone and then it lives in my regular Lightroom catalog as a raw file or whatever and then i can do whatever permanent you know if it, if it's the one out of fifty thousand photos or one out of two thousand photos that's going to get printed or you know turned into a client or whatever i might edit it in in lightroom on my on my laptop but besides that the photos app's been great masking the sky and darkening it is Correct. really great and uh, that's in like yes right? yeah so those yeah again I, for what i'm doing i'm not yeah, th th those kind of things. I'm not. Um, I guess a football game, you would not be masking this guy. So, I mean, maybe this was just because I came up through an editorial background. The right. emphasis. So in Getty, we shot JPEG, and so it was like the emphasis on get it right in on in camera, like bar none. Like that's that's it's not a request. That's what you do, and so that I think just pushed me to a, another level as a photographer and just. I, I just get it right. So if you can make a JPEG with a DSLR, you can make a JPEG with an iPhone. And okay. I guess I just don't put it in those situations where I'm going to have to do crazy highlight or shadow recovery. In my defense, I couldn't have done this in my previous life, but you know, I shot a lighthouse and it was a big foggy white sky and it just looked horrible. Yeah. And I just yeah. changed the sky and made it blue. So, Which, don't get me wrong, 
Yeah. I'm just speaking about me personally. I yeah. uh, there's again the the tool the 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 raw file that the iPhone captures. Absolutely, you can do more with it, and yeah. and now you unlock all the 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 tools that Lightroom has to offer for sure. I just knew for me it was about. And maybe this is, goes back to that burnout thing we're talking about. Like I had to streamline everything and make it so that I could pull my camera out, take a picture, get it to the final resting place. This is the finest, the final dot JPEG as quickly as I could, or else the the cost of like the barrier of entry for me was going to be too much. And so it, to me, it was like quick, easy. This is a great photo. I'm done. What is your favorite tip that you would like to give people, whether it be a photography tip, whether it be a sports photography tip, whatever? Great question. I think we spoke about this earlier. I think um, having an, a general idea or as you know, specific as an idea as you can get of what the photo is you're trying to make or what the moment is you're trying to capture um, and not be reactive and like kind of just put that foresight, like make the picture, not take the picture um, is huge for me and, and changed everything. And, and so in that, I think about things like backgrounds and perspective and lens choice and whatever. But, um, I think just making a picture, not taking a picture is, um, is a, is a, a big mental shift that changed, that changed the game. Um, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great yep. one because either you're going to sit on the sidelines, sidelines and say, well, I'm too far away or I'm this, I'm that. No, move in. Well, you know? that that's, that's what the other thing that I was hesitant to say, and, and you just teed it up perfectly. Um, move your feet. Like you're essentially shooting with primes on the iPhone, right? Like you have right. three primes that you have to choose from. You're going to have to move. Like you're, and, and as a lens, you, you mentioned, a lighthouse. So uh, again, and I want to get into this. I haven't asked you any questions yet. You, oh man, you're good. You're just pounding me until I can get back. So I want to talk a little no, bit more. No, about you, it, it's, it's getting to um, you in a second. Yes. Um, let's just talk about landscapes real quick. I know as a landscape photographer, I, I remember watching, I think it was a moose uh, landscape class or, um, but it's like all these photographers, they come up and they set their tripod down when they get to the location and that's it. It never moves until they go home. It's like, no man, you got to like, look through the viewfinder, see what you got, and then move your feet. And so again, we're not using tripods with the phone, right? But like knowing you have primes, you might need to get a little bit closer or you might need to move, you know, 10 feet to your one way to avoid this thing in the background or whatever it is, like move your feet. Like so many people, like there is no secret to you're going to sit right where you're sitting and you're going to pick up your phone and you're going to zoom in all the way and you're going to make great sports photos. Not going to happen. I will teach you how to do it. But spoiler alert, it's going to require a little bit of effort on your part. I look forward to catching your Kelby One class. Uh, it's called uh, Sports Photography on the iPhone. I think it's that simple, right? Yeah. I, I mean, action, sports, It was. It, I think for me personally, the exact things you brought up in the very beginning of this uh, podcast was exactly what I was setting out to find solutions for. And I, I'm very confident that we did. The class came out awesome. Big shout out to, to Scott and everyone else at the Kelby One crew. And uh, yeah, go check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Follow me on uh, Instagram is where I'm the most uh, active. And that's just at Rob Foldy. Speaking of Kelby One, I understand that one of the great photographers of all time is going to be uh, doing a class there at Photoshop World. Would his name be Scott Bourne? <laughs> I'm not sure I'd say one of the great photographers of all time. But yes, I am teaching at Photoshop World and I'm teaching about the iPhone. So I hope everybody registers. If you 
need information about it. It's in all my social media feeds. There are 31 instructors, I think. I have taught at Photoshop World back in the day when we did it live at Mandalay Bay, and I do miss those days. But I also believe that if you can do a conference online, Scott Kelby does it about as good as it can be done. I've also done a couple of onlines, did the online wildlife conference with him, a great bunch of people, very dedicated, very hardworking. He really wants everybody to get a lot out of it. So I, I hope everybody comes. It's a tradition. It's actually one of the oldest traditions in photography for me because uh, it was one of the first things I attended in terms of photo conferences. I was always too busy working as a photographer to go to many of these things, but I went to that one and fell in love. So I, I hope everybody comes. Okay, well, I, should, I guess I should make Scott Bourne's uh, iPhone class at Photoshop World my pick of the week, but I'm not going to uh, because I'll pick, I'll pick some gear. So I'm actually picking uh, the Glide Gear iPhone iPad teleprompter. It's a great lifesaver for any of us who make videos and can't remember all of our words and can use the iPhone or the iPad as our teleprompter. It's a godsend. You, you will need a camera, though, the, the, it, to be behind it. You, you, can't, you can't run the teleprompter and record your, your video at the same time. You will need a camera, but hopefully all people listening to the show have a camera. Selling for $179 right now at B&H. What is your pick, Scott? My pick now I is a lot cheaper than yours, Jefferson. So For once. again, again we have a tidal wave going on here. I am picking something I have to sheepishly say I've picked before, but there's a reason. If you've heard me talk about the platypod disc, I rave about these things. I've got dozens of them because instead of having to carry around an Allen wrench, which we're all going to lose to put a plate on a camera or a lens or a light, the platypod disc just spins on. And I talked about this before Larry and platypod were sponsors. So we're not getting paid to say this part. I'm just talking from my heart. These things are now $18.50 instead of 24, which puts them a lot closer to where I think they need to be. And I would grab as many as you can. They're on sale. There'll be a link in the show notes. It's not, I want to repeat this again, it's not an affiliate link. We're not getting paid if you use it. Go into the Platypod site on your own. We don't care. But go look for the Platypod disc. If you have at least one of these, that I can just promise you someday it's going to be valuable to you. Alrighty, And uh, be sure to check out the iPhone photo team for to check out the show notes where we post them every week. Uh, and you could always find Scott and Jeff there hanging, talking, sharing photos, offering tips. Yeah. Yeah. Where else can people find you, Scott? I'm on Twitter at Scott Bourne and I'm on Flickr at figphotos.com, all spelled out F I G. P-H-O-T-O-S-D-O-T-C-O-M. I'll have that in the show notes. And what about you, Jeff? At Jefferson Graham on Twitter and 
the dreaded Instagram. Please check out my Photo Walks TV series on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV, where this weekend we'll be in North Beach, San Francisco, the Little Italy section, where I'm weaving in some of the footage from my dad's old uh, travel show that he did in the 90s, and I'm retracing his steps. It's a lot, a lot of fun. I hope you'll tune in, and I hope you'll tune in to the iPhone photo show next weekend, and every weekend after that, uh, we're going to be talking toys next week. Hey, I know something about that. Yeah, so stay tuned, and we'll see you next week. Take care.